Bucks win in overtime. He's got him. He's got him. Tyreek Hill. Fournette. Touchdown. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 12 of the Off the Bench podcast, the divisional round recap. Boy, was that an exciting weekend. Great games. A few, one uh, wasn't particularly close. One went the way that some people didn't want it to go. And the other two were close games that came right down to the end. So let's start off. Saturday, Jags at the Chiefs. Chiefs come in at eight and a half point favorites. But they win the game 27 to 20. Jacksonville covers at plus eight and a half. Jags were in at the whole game. I'll give them credit. They played a great game. Mahomes played a good game despite literally really playing on one leg. 195 yards, two tutties. Diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. He's still questionable to play. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 14 catches on 15 targets. 98 yards, two touchdowns. Tremendous game from him. And then on the Jacksonville side, Trevor Lawrence, 217 yards, one touchdown, one pick. There are two uh, late turnovers in that game, as we noticed, that were really detrimental to the Jags' chances of trying to win. First off was the the interception by, uh, I forget which order they were in, but Trevor Lawrence threw the interception, and then Jamal Agnew fumbled that catch, was it? Yeah, it was a fumble, and... Just huge turnovers that when they didn't need them. But uh, hats off to them. They had a great season. Really ended strong. And for the Chiefs, uh, not really a shocker to anyone. They're going to their fifth straight AFC championship. So maybe we have a dynasty in the making if they perhaps win a Super Bowl again this year. And then the Saturday night game, the Giants at the Eagles, their third matchup of the year. Eagles won the previous two. People were saying it's hard to... It's hard to beat a team three times in a year. Well, the Eagles made it look really easy. 38-7. to They also cover the spread at 7.5. Jalen Hurts. People were wondering how he would play with that injured shoulder. But he throws for 154 yards, two touchdowns. Also runs for 34 and has another touchdown. And then Kenneth Gainwell. Great game from him. 112 yards and one touchdown. Rushing. 268 team rushing yards for the Eagles. Very impressive stat. They were all over the Giants all game, locked them up. The one thing that I think that really hurt the Giants' chances early in the game was them going for that fourth down on the opening drive. I think it was the opening drive, and they they did not get it. Then the Eagles came right down and scored. And then after that, I didn't really think the Giants had much of a chance. But Daniel Jones throws for 135 yards and one interception. Saquon with 61 on the ground. I thought it'd be a closer game. I think a lot of other people did too, especially the Giants were, they've been playing really good, but Eagles win. They're going to their first NFC championship since 2018, back when they won the bowl. So let's see if they can pull it off this year. And then Sunday, the most anticipated game of the weekend, the Bengals at the Bills, because they're supposed to play a few weeks back before the DeMar Hamlin uh, incident. So they never played. Bengals fans were very upset that this game was a neutral site game, which would have made more sense considering that the first game never was completed. And that was in Cincinnati. So now they're in Buffalo. Snowy. 
vibes are feeling great for the Bills. Everyone, I, I thought the Bills, just because of the snow, had a much better chance of beating them. And the complete opposite. Bengals went 27-10. to 10. They were five-point underdogs. Obviously, they covered. They just they outplayed the Bills, outclassed the Bills. They outdid the Bills in everything. Burrow, especially after this game, people are saying maybe he's the second-best quarterback behind Mahomes. Does he surpass Josh Allen? If they, I don't know. If they can make it to the Super Bowl, I would say yes. But I don't know. Joe Burrow is really good. I like him a lot. 242 yards, two touchdowns, along with 38 on the ground. His number one man, Jamar Chase, five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. And then Joe Mixon ran for 105 on the ground and ran in a touchdown as well. And then Josh Allen, 265 yards and one pick with one rushing touchdown. We saw at the end of the game how Stephon Diggs was clearly visibly upset with Josh Allen. We don't know what they said or what he said to him. Only God knows and the people on that sideline. I think us as fans and viewers will probably never know unless it somehow comes out, but that would take a lot. But I don't know what this team's really going to do moving forward. They need a running The Bills need a, a running back. Because Josh Allen was the leading rusher this year. He can't do it all by himself. He needs a running back. And then, I I don't know. They got a lot of things to work on. But the Bengals, congrats to them. They're in their second straight AFC championship. Especially think about two years ago. Even three years ago. For a while, they haven't been great. They get the number one pick with Burrow. Then he gets hurt that year. They get the fourth pick when they took Jamar. And then last year was when they really completed the fastest rebuild in NFL history. So I'm happy for them that they're back in the AFC Championship. I hope they win, honestly. But we'll see what happens on Sunday. And then uh, the Sunday night game, the Cowboys at the Niners, a historic rivalry between these two teams. goes way back. And the 49ers come in at three-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of people were taking the Cowboys – but the 49ers win 19 to 12. They cover as three and a half point favorites. Game started off slow. Field goals um, from the Niners. Uh, Robbie Gold, congrats to him. He had a good game. And then Cowboys scored a touchdown. And this is when I think everyone was really focusing on the game when Mr. Brett Maher went up to kick his extra point after missing four. The previous week, he steps up. It gets blocked, which I think for his sake is he, he's happy that it got blocked because if you look at the replay, that ball was going way wide left. That was not coming back in. That was a shank. So I think it's better that it got blocked than him just straight up missing it. But then he did come back and make one, and everyone had their sigh of relief. So. Maher, he'll probably keep his job, but you never know with kickers, anything can happen. But all right, back to the game. 214 yards from Purdy. Uh, Leading receiver was his main man, Kittle. Kittle's been getting a lot of love from Purdy. Five catches for 95 yards. CMC rushes in for a touchdown. And then on the opposite side. A big thing that really didn't help the Cowboys was Tony Pollard went down with a leg injury. Everyone was thinking ankle, and then they come out later and say that he broke his leg. So now you take away your explosive runner. You're left with old Zeke, who, quite frankly, 
looks like he's been moving really slow. He's not ex- as explosive as he was a few years ago. I think his, yeah, his speed is clearly on the decline. So just relying on him is going to be hard. But So that meant Dak had to throw the ball more. So 206 yards, one touchdown, and then two costly interceptions that led to 49ers scores. So uh, a huge part in them really losing the game. CeeDee Lamb again came and performed 10 catches, 117 yards. The Cowboys wasn't their year. They're always thinking it's their year. The 49ers advanced to their third NFC championship in four years and their second straight. Remember, they made it last year and lost in a heartbreaker to the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams. So great weekend of divisional games. And now this upcoming weekend, the conference championships. Now, before I get into this, um, people have been saying, not people, there have been reports saying that uh, had the Bills have won, then the Bills and Chiefs game, hypothetically, would have been at the neutral site, which would have been in Atlanta. It's very interesting. So, they're now saying that they're looking into both championship games to annually be at neutral site games, which... I get it takes out the home field advantage aspect of the conference championship game, which is very huge for the home team. But from a business standpoint, I think it makes a lot of sense. But it's also another point that I didn't really think about. I just thought about it for a little bit, and then it just clicked right in my mind. So you have two neutral site games. They're probably in different locations. From what I'm thinking, that these two, the two, uh, places that they're playing the games in could be um almost like a preview to see if that stadium is ready to host the super bowl and here's why you make the games neutral sites it's again like a super bowl super bowl is always neutral site except for the past two years ironically or coincidentally rams played at home and the buccaneers played at home and they both won so if you're playing super bowl at home you have an advantage but that gets determined years in uh, advance, or years prior, I mean. So, really, it's just lucky if you end up playing at your home stadium for the bowl. But, if you, yeah, the two neutral site games could also be like a two additional Super Bowls in terms of marketing and uh, from a business standpoint. Because you take out the home field advantage, you can upcharge tickets because now you don't have the season ticket holders having a chance to buy the tickets a lot of room for advertisements i wouldn't necessarily say like the super bowl commercials where they're you're paying uh many millions of dollars for only a minute of airtime but just a lot of opportunity there from a business standpoint to make a lot of money i don't agree with it but it i think it's smart uh, and i'll leave it at that but let's get into it the first game sunday at three o'clock eastern time The 49ers at the Eagles, the NFC Championship game. Eagles come in at two and a half point favorites. From what I'm seeing this game as, I think this is the Eagles game to lose. The Eagles have been the best team in the NFL all year. That's what the numbers say. My heart wants the 49ers just because of Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant. Last pick, he comes in after the two quarterbacks get injured and he's playing really well with the Niners takes them to a Super Bowl if they win, which, oh man, they'll have to make a documentary about that for sure. But my brain is saying the Eagles, 
and I think that Brock Purdy's magic run will end here. Um, but if the 49ers do want to win this game, their defense is going to have to create turnovers on the Eagles' high-octane offense, if you want to call it that. They're going to have to shut down A.J. Brown, shut down Dallas Goddard, and especially shut down Jalen Hurts. And from an offensive standpoint, I think if the Niners want to win, they got to put up 30-plus points. I do think it will be close. I think the Eagles win, but I also think they cover, too, at 2.5. So Eagles win and cover at 2.5. And then Bengals at the Chiefs. Rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. Bengals have the Chiefs number. They've beat them the last three times. All games were won by three points. People are arguing, are the Bengals the next big team in the AFC? Was last year just a fluke? Like, I, I think if the Bengals win here, they're the top dog in the AFC. They're top of the top, number one, going into next year. Because doing it two years in a row, is pretty, it's hard to do. And for them to be able to pull it off, especially with such a young team, it's very impressive. That On the other side, you have Mahomes, who's questionable from that high ankle sprain. I mean, everyone's thinking he's going to play. There's no way he doesn't play in the AFC Championship game. He has to play. Super Bowl's, a Super Bowl um, appearance is on the line. He's going to do everything that he can to play. And then if you win, you have uh, a week off before the, the big game. Um, but from a betting standpoint, so right now Bengals are one-point favorites, so it's pretty much a pick em. Earlier in the week, the Chiefs were the one-point favorites, and then the other day shifted to Bengals minus two. Now it's back down to Bengals minus one. So from this, I'm thinking the line, this isn't going to be the final line. As for the earlier game too, the line's going to shift a few more times, I think at least two more times, um, before Sunday's game. But then for this game, I think the Bengals, just because how they, they own the Chiefs, up to this point they're they've outplayed them out like they've done everything right to beat the chiefs i'm gonna say the Bengals win again and they're gonna win on a game-winning field goal again like what happened last year so they're gonna win by at least one point so yes Bengals win then for the picks of the week uh, i'm gonna take eagles i'll take eagles money line i don't want to get greedy with the spread Bengals money line and then I have two more anytime touchdowns. I think Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown. He just, when they get to the goal line, I don't think, Brock Purdy doesn't risk throwing the ball a lot. They're just going to, they're either giving it to CMC or use check. I like a CMC, anytime touchdown. And then in the 6.30 game, the Bengals-Chiefs game, I like T. Higgins, anytime touchdown. And we have two questions to end the episode off. First one, do you think the home field presents an advantage during the wild card weekend the home team won four out of six divisional weekend you predicted all home team as winners i'm gonna say yes home field a hundred percent presents an advantage i'll give you a good example the kansas city chiefs besides last year they're playing in arrowhead is hard a lot of people have said that a lot of players have said that it's hard it's loud obviously the whole the entire atmosphere is just something that people have never experienced before so definitely playing playing at home you're used to playing there you're definitely more comfortable you're more in a groove feeling good if you feel good you play good 
definitely home field presents an advantage, especially in the playoffs, because that's when it really all matters. I mean, last weekend, three out of the four home teams won. Just the Bills were the only one that lost. That one was very surprising. You think the Bills at their stadium in the snow, there's no way they lose, but they did. So for the most part, yes, home field presents an advantage. And second question, do you think the Bills are now America's team? That's tough to answer. I think um, after the DeMar Hamlin situation, yes, the Bills were America's team. Historically, the Cowboys are considered America's team. I don't know why. or It's because way back when, they were pretty pretty damn good football team. Now... Um, they have really high expectations going into the year, and they always fail in the playoffs, always lose in the playoffs, haven't made a conference championship game in so many years. So I think their America's team title has faded from them. So are the Bills now America's team? I, I don't know. I don't know. I sh- sure as hell, their fans are annoying. I, just as, as a Jets fan, I think the Bills, Bills Mafia, they're great people, especially with the way they donate to different charities. That's awesome. You can't hate on that. But from a fan standpoint, they're annoying. Can't stand Bills fans uh, being a Jets fan. I wouldn't call them America's team. I honestly don't know who I would call America's team. Because there's a lot of teams people don't like. Bills have their followers think they're the greatest team of all time. They're going to win Super Bowl every year. But then from outside of that, you don't like the Bills. And you think of the Chiefs. A lot of people don't like them. A lot of people don't like Patrick Mahomes. Wouldn't call it America's team. Right now, I don't think there's really a team that people in general don't generally, in general, yeah, I said general like five times, don't generally hate or don't generally like, I would say. There's not one team that people don't generally hate. I don't know. That's a really, that's really tough. Yeah, I don't think right now there's no America's team. I'm gonna say that no America's team right now. It's hard. It's hard to think about. I can't. I can't give an answer right now. I really have to think about this. I'm gonna think about. You know, I'm gonna think about this. And next episode, I'm gonna have the answer to who I think America's team is right now. Because it's gonna take a lot of time to think about. But we'll end it on that. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Oh, hold on. Before we end. I believe I made my Super Bowl prediction last week. Um, we got one game wrong. Yeah, I think the Bills game was the only game we got wrong. So I still have, well, now that the Bengals are in it, I think it changes because the Bengals have the Chiefs number. I still have the, I still think the 49ers can beat the Eagles. I still have the 49ers going to the bowl. Now with the Chiefs and the Bengals playing each other, it's hard to pick against the Bengals, just based off of their history. So I'm changing my prediction. I'm going Bengals beat the Chiefs. Then the Bengals beat the Niners in the Super Bowl, get their trophy. Um, state of Ohio is happy. Probably the first time since LeBron won the finals. Cleveland, this is for you. Except Cincinnati, this is for you. I'm going to end it on that. Bengals, Niners, Super Bowl. And we'll end it on that. I think that's a good good place to end it. Not really anything else to talk about. Once, actually, we'll go into this now.
since it's on my mind. The future of this show. I'm not ending it. When I mean the future, I mean what we're going to do after the NFL. So after the Super Bowl ends, we're going to still talk about football because, as we've seen in the news, a lot of uh, coaching vacancies. People have gotten fired. Cliff Kingsbury got fired. Uh, the Buccaneers wiped their whole staff except for Todd Bowles. A lot of opening, a lot of openings. Jets moved on with their offensive coordinator. There's a, there's a lot of things to discuss. So we'll keep talking about football. For basketball, for right now, after the bowl, I think we're gonna hop right into college basketball because March Madness is gonna be right around the corner. We'll do the tournament. We're gonna keep talking about f- football along with the tournament, and then after that. That is to be determined. Thinking NBA, that was the plan from the beginning to go from NFL, college basketball, right to NBA, which makes sense. Um, we'll see. We'll see what else is going on, but that's the plan right now. After the Super Bowl, we're gonna hop right into college basketball. We're all, we're gonna keep continuing to talk about football. That's what this started out as. We're gonna keep talking about football, but not gonna be the main focus. It's mainly gonna be if there's any news about it. We'll really discuss if it's important, but it will be. We'll go Super Bowl right to college basketball, then college basketball to NBA, and then after that, it's to be determined. So I'll end it on that. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Again, if you have questions, DM the Instagram at Off the Bench Podcast. Comment on the YouTube channel on this video at Off the Bench Podcast, or email them to Off the Bench Podcast thirty four gmail Hope you all have a great weekend and enjoy these games, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.